Today on Vitality Radio, I'll be discussing old school remedies that still work today and in many cases now have clinical trials proving that they work. These trials, of course, weren't done 100 years ago. They've been done much more recently than that, but uh, ancient wisdom was taking care of things back in the day. I'm going to talk about everything from bentonite clay to aged garlic extract to apple cider vinegar to aloe vera gel uh, and aloe vera juice in particular. I'll talk about cascara sagrada and epsom salts and a few other odds and ends. And this is likely to be a part one because there are so many of these I could have chosen, and I'm not even sure how many I'll get to today, but I think you're going to be really interested in this content to a large degree because many of these things are very, very economical and very, very easy to implement and uh, have an incredible uh, safety uh, profile. So we'll get into those. We're going to talk about things that are strong enough to wipe out sepsis and polio. Yes, I did say sepsis and polio. And we'll talk about things for heart disease, cardiovascular issues such as blood pressure, cholesterol, blood sugar. We'll talk about things that help with acid reflux. We'll talk about things that can help with cramping and the list really goes on and on. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. I had sad news yesterday, and I need to share it, even though many of you listening now are not in Utah. Um, it's the end of an era. So Vitality Nutrition started 45 years ago in a little place called the Five Points Mall in Bountiful, Utah. This place is long gone and has been replaced by a medical plaza, of all things. And uh, But that's where we started. And some of our initial neighbors are, well, a few of our initial neighbors there are still in business but that number is getting smaller and smaller, and as far as I know, is down to just two. And I believe only one of those was has been around for as long as we have, and that's the Hallmark store, Tina's Hallmark, which is still a great little store here in Bountiful. Uh, there's a little bakery called Parsons that's a great little place if you want to indulge in donuts or uh, get a birthday cake or something like that. They're better than all those crappy cakes they sell at the grocery stores. Not better for you, necessarily. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. They probably still use more real ingredients, but uh, certainly better tasting. And then there was Top Hat Video. You know Blockbuster? Y'all remember Blockbuster? And they're gone, and some people were sad, and some people didn't care, and whatever else. And I think Redbox killed the Blockbuster, and now streaming is killing the Redbox. Well, Top Hat survived it all, and they are closing at the end of this year. And the reason I bring this up is, is really quite simple. It has nothing to do with video stores. I mean, listen... Thank goodness my parents didn't open a video store 45 years ago. I don't know that I could have kept that thing open this long. In fact, Top Hat did such an incredible job and is still a great store where I still buy an annual punch card and they will be missed. Um, the only store I could find the oldest movies that you you can't stream anywhere, you can't find anywhere. Maybe you could find them on Amazon. Most of them are out of print. 
Uh, and there were so many other reasons that I loved Top Hat. But the biggest reason I loved Top Hat is because they weren't Amazon and they weren't Disney and they weren't, uh, what, or Paramount Plus and they weren't Hulu and they weren't YouTube and so on and so on. And as I feel with supplements that supporting a business like Vitality Nutrition is critical as opposed to supporting Amazon by shopping at Whole Foods, for instance, or shopping online at a mega conglomerate like Vitacost or uh, bodybuilding.com or whatever, I feel the same about every small business. And so when a small business that does a great job that I absolutely love and that I patronize goes out of business, it makes me sad. It does. It uh, takes a little teeny bit of wind out of my sails because we are going the way of mega corporations in this country. And as you have witnessed along with me during the pandemic years, that is not the direction we should be going. These corporations have all become very woke. They've all become very, um, I'll do whatever the government tells me to do. Just let me stay open. They've all become very, very non uh independent, we'll say, independent-minded, and have chosen the route of compliance and conformity and closures and requirements and passports and on and on and on. The independents matter. Wherever you live, if it's in Cleveland or Salt Lake City or Ontario, I don't really care. Please do your best to support your independent businesses. Now, that doesn't mean they have to be local businesses. Independent businesses, no matter where they are, are valuable to the greater societal good. But certainly your local business is important uh, because, of course, they play a big role in your local economy. And so that matters too. So when before you decide to uh, jump in your car and head over to Walmart or AutoZone or Lowe's Home Improvement or Whole Foods or Vitamin Shop or Natural Grocers or whatever, see if you can find the same thing or in many cases a better thing at your small independent place. That's what I recommend. And I will also say this. If you can find independents online, support them. Absolutely. Uh, there are, you know, you can go to the big places. Amazon has made it incredibly convenient, unbelievably convenient to shop with them. I shop with Amazon. I'll admit it. I am doing better at finding alternative means uh, to buy things that uh, I can find easier and get quicker on Amazon. And I'm working that direction. And my goal, I have a real written goal to uh, reduce my Amazon spending dramatically over the next six months as I find alternative places. I suggest you do the same. And uh, I know, I know convenience, man. We live in a world of convenience. And I've never been busier in my entire life than I am right now. So I get the whole one-click and it's there tomorrow or the next day. I love it. It's super, super nice. It is. But it can be done better, and there are better people to support 
than those people. So that's my little rant for today. Support your independence. Uh, it's just a month and a half away, but Small Business Saturday is coming and a lot of really great people come and frequent Vitality Nutrition on Small Business Saturday. Thank you if you do that. I appreciate it. We do perhaps our second biggest sale of the year after our birthday celebration every summer. Uh, and we do really, really great business on that weekend. It also happens to be Black Friday weekend, and it's great, and I appreciate that, and your local business appreciates that, but don't forget them every other Saturday of the month uh, and every other Saturday of the year. All right, let's move into this. Um, well, actually, I'm going to talk about one other thing before I move into the primary topic because I've had two questions that I've heard a ton on Instagram this week, and also a couple of times in my Vitality Radio listeners community on Facebook. And I want to address those questions really, really quickly because I anticipate there are a lot of people listening right now, perhaps you are one of them, that has uh, similar questions, uh, that have similar questions. Okay, so question number one, uh, when do I take this supplement? Question number two, how do I take this supplement for best use. Now, the f oh, and then I'll, I'll add a third question. How long do I need to take this supplement? Those are probably three of the biggest, biggest ones. Now, I, you know, when I say this supplement, I'm talking about these are very wide ranging questions in terms of the supplement that is being questioned, but the topic is important. And um, I think, honestly, is why a lot of people listen to this show because I try really hard to spell those answers out for you. So, I'm going to make a, uh, I already have, uh, and over the last eight weeks, you may not have noticed. I don't know if you have or you haven't, but hopefully you have. I have been doing, I think, a much better job of actually answering those questions whenever I am talking about a specific supplement. I will continue to try really hard to remember to get that in to the mix when I do these shows. And uh, so you'll see that. But uh, the general questions that I've had have been, you know, can I take this with this? And when do I take it? And all that kind of stuff. Uh, manufacturers don't often tell you enough on the label. In fact, they often do not tell you enough on the label. So one thing I want to tell you is always check not the supplement facts panel. I mean, that's really important. You always want to look at that before you buy the supplement. Make sure you're getting what you think you're getting. Make sure that you see how many capsules contain that amount of material that you're looking for. But also look at the directions. That is not part of the supplement facts panel. So if it says two capsules is the serving, that does not mean that you're recommended to take two capsules per day. You have to look at the directions to see if you should be taking multiple servings per day. If the manufacturer is doing a good job, they will also tell you if that should be taken with a meal or on an empty stomach. They will also uh, warn if there's any warnings to look for in terms of, you know, what maybe you shouldn't take it with, that kind of thing. But the general thing that I want to address today, because I have to do it very generally, and then I'll do it specifically in specific episodes, is if it is a fat-soluble vitamin, that would be vitamin A, uh, D, K, or D, uh, sorry, A, D, K, or E, um, they, and also omega-3s, uh, fish oils, flax oil, stuff like that. Those should be taken with food that has fat in it. You'll digest it more efficiently, and it's far, far less likely to upset your stomach if it's taken with food. If it is a water-soluble supplement, it's less important uh, to take it with a meal, although I still suggest, in most cases, meals with vitamins and minerals. 
particularly minerals, because of the uh, fact that your stomach juices will be uh, more active when you are eating because your body is making more enzymes to break down those things. It's making more acid to break down those things. And if it's a fat, it's making more bile to break down those things, which is why the fatty acid uh, fatty acids and the fat-soluble supplements need to be taken with food that has fat in it so that the body is triggered to release that bile to help you break that down. Uh, minerals will absorb better with food because there are, uh, and, and this actually applies to vitamins as well, there are other cofactors found in the food in many cases that will help you digest the nutrient. And so in most cases, that's how I recommend all of those things. There are certain things uh, systemic enzymes that should be taken on an empty stomach. Amino acids should almost always be taken on an empty stomach because they are competing uh, with what's in the stomach to uh, get absorbed into the body. So that's kind of the basics on that. How long do I need to take a new a product? Well, that question came with Hair Revive. Um, Hair Revive has been getting a lot of publicity online lately, uh, thanks to my friend Carlin Call, who has interviewed me a couple of times about it now. Hair Revive is a formula I developed 15 years ago for women who were losing hair due to extreme stress, uh, illness, uh, pharmaceutical interactions, uh, or uh, pharmaceutical, what's a better question? Uh, depletion uh, of nutrients based on pharmaceutical uh, dosages and things like that. And also um, hormonal shifts, whether it be thyroid or sex hormones or things like that. And it's been a fantastic seller for 15 years. People love the product. I, it's not my, it is my formula, but it's not my product. I, I, manu I uh, developed it for another product, another brand called Ridgecrest Herbals, and I haven't worked there in years now. But uh, the questions that have come up with that one have been, well, how long does it take to get results? This is a really important thing. There are certain things that are very experiential. You take it the first time, you notice it the first time. I can think of a few things like that. Digestive enzymes, um, back on track, my digestive enzyme and probiotic combination is like that. Um, ashwagandha is like that. Rhodiola is like that. Uh, there are a, a lot of those types of things, a lot of herbal things in particular that are very noticeable right away. And that makes it easy for you as a consumer of these supplements to know, hey, this is working or it's not. Uh, but with the, some things, it is a long game. Hair Revive is a little bit more of a long game because it takes a while for hair to grow and it takes a while for you to get the nutrition levels up high enough so the hair stops falling out. So the answer to the Hair Revive question is simple. In about a month, most women are noticing a significant improvement in hair loss, less hair falling out. Within two months, most women are noticing a significant improvement in hair growing back in and hair becoming thicker and fuller and that kind of thing. So you're, you need to get yourself educated, whether it's here on Vitality Radio or calling us at the store at 801-292-6662 or chatting with us online at vitalitynutrition.com. We can answer those questions there on the specific thing you're talking about, and we're happy to answer those questions. Um, more than happy to answer those questions. That's what we do, and I think it's a big part of the reason why we're still around 45 years later is because we're able to answer those questions, and it matters uh, to you who are you know who's taking the product. Um, and then the last thing I'll say about Hair Revive, just real quick, I just found out that the company is increasing the price. Shocking, right? Every other price in the world's gone up, um, but that is happening. 
And as that is happening, uh, it's going to go up about five bucks at the end of this month. So if you're interested in trying Hair Revive, uh, you've got to call us because it's not on our website because it has NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which the CDC um, essentially scammed everybody into believing was uh, a problem because it was too effective for uh, certain symptoms of a certain virus that was floating around over the last couple of years. Uh, So it can't be on our website, even though it is completely legal uh, to sell over the counter. Our credit card processor won't allow us to have it up there. It's ridiculous. So you have to call us 801-292-6662 if you'd like to give it a shot. All right. So hopefully that helps. Let's jump into the topic at hand, and that is old school remedies that still work today. And I'm going to start with Clay. I'm going to start with Clay years and years ago, and I'm going to have to get him back on. I don't know if he still does podcasts. He's getting um, a little older, but man, he's one of the most vibrant older guys I've ever met. Uh, The guy from Redmond, um, who uh, is uh, just a phenomenal character. And I Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name right now. And so I apologize. But if you're familiar with Redmond Clay, then you're also familiar with Bentonite Clay. Bentonite Clay and Redmond Clay uh, are kind of one and the same. Redmond Clay comes from Redmond, Utah, and it is my preferred Bentonite Clay because I love the company and I like supporting what they do. Um, Once again, small and independent-minded businesses. But uh, Bentonite Clay, I'm just going to run through some of the studies And then I'm going to run through some of the ways that you can use it. In a small-scale animal study, rats consumed wastewater that contained cyanide. Uh, Researchers gave some of the rats various amounts of bentonite clay or a placebo. Those that received the most clay had the lowest amount of toxins in their body after three weeks. Um, Study on chickens found that bentonite clay reduced the effect of a toxin called aflatoxin B1, which comes from certain types of mold. Chicks that received a concentrated bentonite clay product had fewer toxins than those that did not receive the clay. Another study looked at the effects of bentonite, which is very, or sorry, montmorillonite clay, which is very similar to bentonite clay, on reducing toxins in children in Ghana, West Africa. In the study, Uh, aflatoxins in homemade nutritional supplements are linked with poor growth and related disabilities. And in the study, they found that uh, children in Ghana that were given bentonite clay had far less of these aflatoxins in their body after just a couple of weeks. Uh, In fact, uh, the study, they used half a teaspoon, I believe, of the clay once a day mixed in water for two weeks and found significant improvement. Uh, adults need a little bit more, one to two teaspoons a day mixed in water if you're looking to do that. So what can bentonite clay do for you? Well, it is very detoxifying, and I think that's definitely its biggest benefit. But there are a lot of other benefits as, as well. It actually is a trace mineral source. You will absorb some of the minerals from the bentonite clay if you uh, consume it, although I think most of it really just kind of passes through and grabs a bunch of gunk and takes it out uh, on its way. Should you use it daily? Uh, there's a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that. I don't personally use it daily, but I do use it, I would say, on a pretty regular basis whenever I'm worried about uh, any kind of excess toxic load based on whatever kind of exposure I've had to certain things. And I also use it topically um, from time to time for a variety of different things. It's also fantastic in the bath. You can bathe in bentonite clay. It will make your bathtub a little bit dirty, so you got to cleanse it out afterwards. But bentonite clay in the bath is phenomenal because it will pull toxins through the skin. And we have to remember that the skin is the largest emunctory gland that we have, meaning it is the largest gland that pull that 
releases toxins from the body. So um, bathing in bentonite clay is awesome, and you can do about... uh, I usually recommend about four tablespoons uh, in the tub and soak in that for a good, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. You can use it as a face mask. Uh, you just add water to it and you can apply it. And it uh, it actually uh, is really great for minimizing the size of pores and for detoxifying the skin to help with acne. In fact, it's a really useful acne treatment that I don't talk about nearly enough. It's fantastic as a little poultice on burns and cuts and wounds and things like that uh, covered with gauze. Uh, you can sip on clay water, which is just the bentonite clay mixed into water, uh, and it can help calm indigestion and acid reflux. And if you have acute diarrhea from like a viral infection, rotavirus or something like that, uh, it can be used for that purpose uh, at like three uh, teaspoons a day for something like that for a short period of time. Uh, And remember, of course, none of this is medical advice. This is all informational only. I do not have a license to provide medical advice. And therefore, everything that I say is just for your information and you get to choose what you want to do with it and uh, consult with your you know health practitioner about these things as well. The next thing is something that may have been growing in your yard very recently, probably isn't anymore unless you're in a sunny state, and that would be dandelions. Dandelions are the bane of the existence of those who have grass in their yard. Uh, it is the reason, I think, primarily why people end up uh, going with zero scaping. And uh, yet they're kind of pretty flowers if we just get out of our head that they are also a weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're pretty and yellow and the kids love to blow the dandelion, the dead ones um, all over your yard and hopefully create more dandelions. But here's the thing about dandelions. It's, I think it's a gift of God. I really do. I think that there's a reason they grow like a weed and that is because they are incredibly good for us. Dandelions uh, have a pretty nice root system. They pull a lot of minerals up into the uh, the uh, uh, leaves and the roots are loaded with minerals. So dandelion as an herbal tea, dandelion greens uh, on your salad, which are very bitter, but very, very good for you. Um, dandelion greens in your green smoothie, if you'd like to do it that way. Fantastic. What do they do? Well, dandelion has multiple different clinical studies that have proven that they help to detoxify the liver and help with liver uh, function. They are fantastic for the kidneys. They have shown uh, in studies to reduce blood pressure. They have shown in studies to balance cholesterol and lipid levels. They have shown to also help with aiding and balancing blood sugar. And uh, there's just so many benefits. One of the biggest benefits is if you do decide to eat them or drink them as a tea, they have the bitter uh, impact that increases stomach acid, which allows you to digest your food much more efficiently. So I love dandelion. I love bentonite clay. Let's move on to vitamin C. Now, I don't know if vitamin C sounds old school uh, exactly, but I say old school because some of the best and most original studies, I guess the first studies on uh, vitamin C were done in the late 30s and early 40s. So we're, you know, coming up on 85, 90 years since these studies were done. And the studies are mind-blowing. I mentioned polio in the opener, and I'm going to go into that in just a second. But here's a recent study that was done. And this is a really important one. I'm going to go ahead and read um, the uh, uh 
the contents of the results of the study here really quick. So first, let's talk about what it was studied on, and that is something called sepsis. If you're familiar with sepsis, if you're familiar with sepsis, um, or you're, okay, let me start over. If you're not familiar with sepsis, this is an infection that uh, is usually found in people in hospitals, I think in large part because they've been given so many antibiotics that they have nothing left to fight off whatever infection is floating around the hospital, and it's a big, big problem. It's a life-threatening complication. It kills more people in hospitals than any other disease, it says. It's a hallmark in a systemic inflammatory response. It hits about a million Americans each year and as many as 19 million worldwide. In particular, those in hospitals, such as those who just underwent surgery and in mothers post-delivery. Antibiotics are used for sepsis, but to a very limited effect. A new study published in the journal Chest is uh, had a group of hospital clinicians in Virginia deciding to try something old. They administered an intravenous mixture of vitamin C, vitamin B1, and cortisone for seven months to sepsis patients. Those given the mixture had a death rate of 8.5%, and all of those died from their underlying disease. None of them died from sepsis. That's 100% effectiveness. While those under the standard treatment died at a rate of 40.4%, none of the people given the vitamins suffered from organ failure or toxin-related issues. If it turns out in further studies that this is true and we can validate it, then this will be an unbelievably unbelievably huge deal, according to Dr. Craig Coppersmith, who's a surgery professor that uh, was not involved in the study. Now, I mentioned this not too long ago, how um, evidence-based medicine is kind of a scam. And what do I mean by that? Well, we are told all the time that pharma is evidence-based medicine and natural things are not evidence-based medicine. But the reason that one is and one isn't is because whatever evidence you want to show pharma or government about things like vitamin C, it is just routinely ignored. And the answer is pretty much always, well, let's do another study and see if it's true. Well, here's the thing. Let's just take sepsis. How long does somebody with sepsis have to last before they die? They don't have time for a study. That's for sure. And in this particular setting, over a seven-month period, nobody died from sepsis when given this high-dose vitamin C, B1, and cortisone uh, for uh, you know, when they uh, had sepsis, right? Nobody died, and nobody that got it had side effects from it or organ failure or anything that would be concerning. So if I'm in the hospital and I have sepsis, give me vitamin C and give me a ton of it because I know it's safe. It might not save my life, but it's not going to kill me, and sepsis will. And the odds are it probably will save my life based on this study. Now, let's talk about some of the other studies that are routinely ignored. Now, I did a show uh, during the uh, dreaded C uh, years. Um, I, I think that's, yeah, I'll say just C because then they'll put a little red thing saying that I said something I shouldn't say because, you know, censorship in a free country is alive and well and freedom ain't what it used to be. But I did a, a show back in 2020. Um, I don't remember what episode it was, to be honest with you. It was pretty early on in my uh, in my Vitality Radio days. I'm just going to quote what I wrote and what I read in that study. Most of this is not are not my words. These are from um, uh, the uh, orthomolecular uh, 
vitaminc.com, which is a fantastic, fantastic website about vitamin C. So I'm going to go ahead and read what they said about vitamin C there. When we are challenged with a viral infection, our need for vitamin C can rise dramatically. Depending on the body's immune function, level of injury, infection, or environmental toxicity, such as cigarette smoke, Ascorbate, also known as vitamin C, at sufficiently high doses can prevent viral diseases and greatly speed recovery from an acute viral infection. Surprising to some, this was originally observed by physicians in the 1940s and has been verified and re-verified over the last 60 years by doctors who achieved quick and complete recovery in their patients with ascorbate mega doses. The effective therapeutic dose is based on clinical observation and bowel tolerance. Clinical observation is essentially taking enough C to be symptom-free and whatever that amount may be because it's different for everybody. Bowel tolerance means exactly what you think it means, the amount that can be absorbed from the gut without causing loose stools. Very high doses, 30,000 to 200,000 milligrams divided up throughout the day are remarkably non-toxic and have been documented by physicians as curing viral diseases as various as the common cold, influenza, hepatitis, viral pneumonia, and even polio. Dr. Frederick Klinner, well over 50 years ago, this was written a long time ago, we're almost 80 years ago now, cured a wide variety of acute viral syndromes still considered by modern medicine to be incurable, including polio and the measles. However, he used multigram doses of vitamin C and administered those doses parenterally, I never say that well, via intramuscular and or intravenous routes. So basically injected it or put it in an IV. 57 of 60 polio cases were cured by Dr. Klinner in only three days. The other three cases needed two additional days of vitamin C to be completely cured. He had a 100% cure rate for polio with just intravenous vitamin C. It's almost impossible to believe. I had to read it twice myself. I have already downloaded Dr. Klinner's research and we'll be reading it with great care, I said, over the next few weeks. And uh, it's... It's fascinating stuff, and it's critical information, and I'll probably do a whole show on it. In fact, I was going to a while back, and this reminded me. So I've added it to my list, and I'll do a whole show on this. But you can't find it on Google. You can only find it on DuckDuckGo. On Google, it all just says, Research on vitamin C is limited and not sufficient to make any strong claims as an antiviral agent. Thank you, Google, you morons. Yet on PubMed, the government's own website, there are study after study that concludes that vitamin C is a powerful antiviral. The studies that these hit pieces reference are routinely using minuscule doses of vitamin C, such as 200 to 500 milligrams, which is not enough to do anything. So of course the results are unimpressive. So what should you do? Well, that's up to you because I'm not your doctor. I'll tell you what I do. I take a total of about 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily from mineral ascorbates. Prior to this research, I was using one to 2,000 milligrams, but I, I upped it uh, during those years. And uh, as a general rule, I'm still taking somewhere in that neighborhood, two to 3,000 milligrams per day. The evidence is just too powerful for me to deny. For years, I've used five to 10,000 milligrams when I get sick, but I'm even increasing that if I get sick the next time to probably 15 to 20,000 milligrams uh, of vitamin C. Okay, so I mentioned non-acidic or ascorbate form of vitamin C. And let me make sure that you're clear on that. Now, most of the stuff that's been researched for the longest time is the ascorbic acid. That is the technically the synthetic form of vitamin C. 
And it proves that synthetics are not always bad. I'll take a synthetic that'll cure my polio uh, over not taking a synthetic, especially if it has no toxic burden on the body. But um, what we do know now that wasn't known back then is that if you bond ascorbic acid to a mineral such as zinc, calcium, magnesium, potassium, um, trying to think there's one other one that they bond it to. But regardless, these are what are known as mineral ascorbates. That buffers the vitamin C, makes it easier on the gut. It also allows it to absorb into the cell more efficiently at about the tune of 30 to 40% more efficient. And that is because you require minerals to absorb vitamin C. And if the minerals are already on board, then the vitamin C is, is quite readily absorbed. It's not different than something like magnesium glycinate, for instance, which allows the magnesium to be absorbed better. When you bond a, an acid with a base, um, not in every case, but in most cases, uh, that makes it easier for the body to uh, utilize it more efficiently. So the ascorbates are my favorite. Uh, there are a couple of form brands that I really love. I love the Inner C brand. That's E N E R C, Inner C brand, uh, because they replaced the Emergency. Don't buy that stuff. It's made by Pfizer now. Pfizer is not one of the good guys. Please stop buying Emergency. Um, this message brought to you by uh, the group of citizens who don't trust Pfizer. But uh, anyway, <laughs> don't buy Emergency anymore. Buy Intercy. It's a much better product anyway, because it is a mineral scorbate. Emergency is not. It is not made by Pfizer, which is enough for me anyway. Or you can buy um, various other forms. There's one called Reactacy that's made by Solaray that I like a lot. There's my formula, which is called Vital C, which also has a little bit of zinc and olive leaf in it for immune stuff. And then the other form that's very, very good is called Liposomal. Now, Back to ascorbic acid. If you need to take a mega dose because you're fighting something, the best way to do that is find a practitioner that will put it into your body with an IV. That eliminates the need for um, watching out for the bowel intolerance, eliminates the possibility of diarrhea and that kind of stuff, and, and frankly gets it into the system much more efficiently because it goes straight into the blood. Uh, so that would be the best approach if you were to want high-level vitamin C for some sort of a serious um, ailment. So vitamin C, absolutely amazing, incredibly underappreciated nowadays, and yet uh, quite possibly the most awesome vitamin in terms of its true just power to um, wipe stuff out in the body. Next topic, garlic, but not just any garlic. Now this is important. I love garlic. I don't, there are very few meals, maybe ice cream, uh, would fit into that category. Uh, breakfast cereal where garlic is not doesn't improve it. But uh, if it's a savory thing, garlic pretty much makes it better, in my opinion. I love garlic. I love onions. They're both amazing. They're both sulfur-loaded uh, foods, and they are both fantastic for so many reasons. Garlic being, of course, the more pungent and potent um, of the two, and the one that tends to stay on your breath the longest. That being said, there is uh, something that happens when you age the garlic. Let's talk about that real quick. Aged garlic extract, which is also known as A-G-E, uh, pretty easy to remember, age. This is a form of garlic produced through a cold aging process lasting as long as 20 months involving the pickling of the garlic in purified water or alcohol. This aging process is thought to have various implications for garlic's 
garlic's effect on the body, including making it more digestible and boosting its potent antioxidant content and eliminating the odor that you would normally potentially experience on your breath or through your skin if you eat a lot of garlic or take other types of garlic supplements. Let's talk about what aged garlic extract has been proven clinically to do. One trial suggests that aged garlic extract is effective in reducing peripheral and central blood pressure in a large proportion of patients with uncontrolled hypertension and has the potential to improve arterial stiffness, inflammation, and other cardiovascular markers in patients with elevated levels. A 2020 study, meanwhile, found that AGE didn't merely slow the progression of coronary artery calcification, but also helped lower blood pressure and had a positive effect on inflammation. A 2018 Australian study looked into the effect of aged garlic extract on patients with high blood pressure, and they discovered that it brought about improved gut microbiota. So the microbiome was improved, and that was characterized by heightened microbial richness and diversity. And the richness and diversity with the gut, as you've heard me say before, probably matter a lot. That's pretty cool, and that's something I did not know there was a study on. Uh, One interesting study on aged garlic extract uh, aged garlic extract's impact on the immune system involved 51 obese adults. It was found that when taken consistently, AGE may help to prevent the development of chronic diseases linked to low-grade inflammation in such individuals. A paper published in the Journal of Nutrition in 2001 noted that AGE and its constituents potentially helped to prevent the growth of chemically induced tumors in animals' bladders, colons, lungs, skin, breast tissue, esophagus, and stomachs. A trial outcome uh, outcomes published in the Journal of Clinical Dentistry in 2018 showed that the daily consumption of aged garlic extract could be a useful weapon in the fight against the common gum disease, gingivitis. Uh, results of another study showed that AGE supplementation may enhance immune cell function and may be partially responsible for the reduced severity of colds and flu. The results also suggest that the immune system functions well with aged garlic extract supplementation, perhaps with less accompanying inflammation. So that's not all. <laughs> the studies that have been done on AGE, aged garlic extract, are deep and wide and cover so many different aspects of health. Garlic is a godsend for our health. It is an amazing thing. It does not find its way into my Vital 5 simply because it is not a required nutrient. But it may be at the top of the list of herbs or foods that have incredible benefits. And I want to make it clear that eating garlic is awesome. Fresh garlic is awesome. Uh, Garlic oil in ears uh, for infections is awesome. Any kind of garlic has profound potential benefits, but I do believe that the AGE is the most effective form of garlic, and it certainly has the most evidence of that. And the brand that makes that is not my brand or a brand that I'm affiliated with in any way, but it's called Kyolic, K-Y-O-L-I-C, and I believe they have the best garlic on the market. And the preferred form of their uh, garlic, in my opinion, is what is called Kyolic Reserve, which is their highest potency and really the best bang for the buck. So if you're looking for an aged garlic extract, that's the one that I recommend. All right, I've got time for a few more of these. Let's go into Cascara Sagrada. This one will actually be pretty quick. Uh, Cascara Sagrada is a... um, 
an herb that is used primarily for moving the bowel. It's a stimulant for as a laxative. Now, cascara has come under a bit of an attack uh, by many people, and I don't really believe that it's warranted. There isn't compelling evidence, although there is some I would say, weak evidence that it could become an addictive substance where if you don't take it, um, you know, after you've taken it for months and months and months, you'll have to keep taking it or you won't be able to go to the bathroom. Because we don't know for sure, I don't recommend it every single day for anybody. I do recommend it occasionally for people that are really struggling with constipation. And even if that's three or four times a week, giving yourself a little bit of a break while you're figuring out what the underlying stuff is that's creating the constipation, I really like Cascara Sagrada. One of my absolute heroes is a guy named Dr. John Christopher. Uh, If you know who Dr. Christopher is, then you're already way ahead of the game because his formulas and his research and his truly inspired work um, over the early 1900s and mid-1900s in this country are absolutely phenomenal. He developed a product called Lower Bowel Formula, the LB formula it used to be called, that I absolutely love for people that struggle with occasional or chronic constipation. But again, I don't recommend it daily, optimally, because if you are constipated daily, there's an underlying problem that is not a deficiency of Cascara Sagrada. But Cascara Sagrada, I believe, to be safe if used correctly. And then I formulated a product called Lean and Clean that is more of a short-term cleanse. I recommend it for 10 to 15 days every so often as kind of a colon and mild liver and blood cleanser. Either of those products will work really well. And both of those products rely less heavily on Cascara Sagrada than than just a straight Cascara Sagrada pill. So if you are struggling with those uh, that issue... I'd highly recommend you look into the lower bowel formula or the lean and clean formula and uh, check those out. I did a show on aloe vera juice primarily, whole leaf aloe vera juice, episode 262 with uh, Karen Masterson Cook. And she is, I'll tell you, people loved that show. I've had so much positive feedback on the show. She's a wealth of information. I didn't get into nearly deep enough with her and I need to get her back on because there's so many other things we didn't talk about. But I'm not going to go into depth here because this was just, what, eight episodes ago or something like that. Uh, And it's episode 262. I highly encourage you listen to it because people loved it. But the basics on aloe are these. It improves digestion in just about every way that you can imagine. It improves the assimilation of nutrients in food and supplements. Everything it's been tested with, it shows an uptake, uh, an increased uptake of that nutrient uh, when aloe is taken with it. It improves stomach acid levels, uh, which matters for three main reasons. One is you'll digest your food and nutrition much more efficiently, like I just said. Two, you'll increase the acid barrier in a healthy way, which will help pathogenic things not live through the stomach and get into the gut where they can potentially harm you or even kill you in some cases. And so you have both of those things. And then overall, lots of symptoms improve when your stomach acid levels are uh, increased. We feel more energetic because we aren't wasting as much energy processing our food. We are able to generally have more regular bowel movements, which is a critical uh, impactor of health, and it can actually help to heal the gut lining uh, for people that are dealing with you know, leaky gut type stuff, diverticulitis and diverticulosis type things, uh, acid reflux. 
Think of aloe internally the same way as you think of aloe gel externally. If you rub it onto a sunburn, you know what it does. Um, if you put it uh, on inflamed tissue inside the body, it does similar. It also is loaded with glyconutrients. And if you haven't dug into that topic yet, well, you need to. In fact, I'm working on getting an expert on glyconutrients on the show, hopefully very soon. And let's see, we have a little bit more time here. So let's hit Epsom salt baths. Now, I started the show with bentonite clay or Redmond clay, and there's um, – I, I wouldn't say these things get confused, but they seem sort of interchangeable to some people because they both are things that people bathe in to detoxify. They don't work in the same way, and if you're a bather, meaning you're you know willing to take baths as opposed to showers or take baths specifically for your health, uh, you can put Epsom salt and um, – bentonite clay inside your bath if you'd like, or you can alternate. Do some baths with bentonite clay, some baths with um, Epsom salt. I love Epsom salt baths for children. If you've got a child who is anxious or struggling with um, any type of stressors, let's say, whether it's school stress or home stress or uh, illness or inability to sleep or fall asleep, an Epsom salt bath prior to bed is can do absolute wonders, uh, and uh, it's great for mom and dad as well. Very, very relaxing because you get a quick uptake of needed magnesium. Most people will sleep better after an Epsom salt bath, which then will in, include the added benefit of extra energy the next day. And it does have some detox uh, value as well. Although if I'm choosing to detox, I'm going to use bentonite clay over Epsom salts. If I'm choosing to relax and calm, I'll probably use Epsom salts. Or again, you can combine or you can uh, alternate as well. Now, while I'm on the topic of Epsom salts, I'm going to talk about this uh, locally, but uh, if you're not in Utah or you're not near Bountiful, that's okay because these things are popping up all over the country and you can check them out. If you've never heard of a float pod uh, or a magnesium float pod, um, well, Google it, let's say. There is a guy who has become a friend of mine. His name is Ty, and he owns a place called I Float Sensations in Bountiful. There's another one up in Ogden uh, owned by another friend of mine, also known as I Float uh, Sensations, and I would check those out, whichever one you're closest to. Now, I'm um, a big fan of Ty's. Uh, he and I know each other quite well now, and I've been to his facility multiple times, and I've re referred lots of people over there, and he happens to be less than a mile from Vitality Nutrition, so it's extremely convenient. If our store is convenient to you, then his place is convenient to you as well. But if you live up north, you can do that. And if you don't live in Utah or you don't live near where I'm talking about, Ogden or Bountiful, that's okay too because you can definitely check them out uh, across the country. There are float pods all over the place. Find a place that you really like and give them a shot. This is like 1,000 to 1,100 pounds of Epsom salt in a pod that creates sensory deprivation. You literally float. And the water is uh, at the external temperature of your skin. So it's incredibly relaxing. You float in the pod. After two or three minutes, you feel like you're on a cloud. It is something like, 
I've never experienced before, and it is truly epic. You're in there for an hour. You can meditate. You can sleep. You can stretch. You can do all kinds of things while you're in the pod, but the biggest thing that you're doing is just rejuvenating the heck out of yourself, releasing stress, releasing toxins, getting some really deep, powerful relaxation. If you deal with chronic anxiety issues, depression issues, those types of things, I think this might be one of the best things you can do. If you're dealing with the symptoms of, because I don't consider it a condition, ADHD, particularly if you're kind of on the hyper side like uh, yours truly, fantastic for that as well. If you deal a lot with sore achiness, um, if you have chronic injuries that create pain and inflammation, the float pod is fantastic. I highly recommend checking out iFloat Sensations in Bountiful. If you uh, are in the area, please give it a shot. It is phenomenal. Uh, Let them know you came from Vitality Radio and they give you 20 bucks off on your first float. All right. So uh, that's what you need to know about Epsom salts. And I'm coming to an end and I only have two topics left. I think I can get them both. If you got a headache, hopefully it didn't happen because of this show probably happened when you were watching CNN or something like that. Uh, But regardless, if you've got a headache, and this includes migraines, peppermint oil optimally combined with lavender oil seems to be the very best. But peppermint oil, if I'm choosing, would be number one. Lavender oil would be number two. Mixed with just a little bit of olive oil or coconut oil as a carrier. Rubbed into the temples and rubbed along the back of the hairline. So all along the back of the neck. You can also rub it into the neck and shoulders. Um, This is one of the best first aids I've ever witnessed for people with headaches. Now, I will say this. It's really great for tension headaches. Um, It's very effective and useful for migraines for a lot of people, but it is oftentimes not the answer for migraines. Um, But it is super, super relaxing. It's really, really beneficial, very, very helpful for most people. And it's such an old school and such an inexpensive remedy. I mean, once you buy a bottle of organic peppermint oil, organic lavender oil, which are going to cost you 20 to 25 bucks, I think, somewhere in that range, depending on what brand you get. I prefer Purify brand myself, uh, which is a local company here that I absolutely love, and we have at Vitality. Now, once you buy that oil, and if you're just using it for headaches, those things are going to last you for months and months and months. So it's uh, an inexpensive remedy that is very, very safe and uh, really, really helpful. I love that one. The last thing I'll talk about, which will take a few minutes, is apple cider vinegar, also known as ACV. Apple cider vinegar is maybe a little bit misunderstood, and I'm going to um, I'm going to start out by ranting just a little bit um, about it in terms of how people are consuming it. There's a brand on the market that is in pretty much all the grocery stores. I think they're in Costco now. It's a gummy, and there's nothing wrong with a gummy apple cider vinegar. Actually, I carry a gummy apple cider vinegar. It's fine. In fact, I think they taste really good, even though that sounds funky. I enjoy them, but what I don't love about the big mass market brand out there is that they've added a bunch of stuff to it that you don't need, including folic acid, Um, and I just don't love that. If it was just the vinegar and it had the mother with it, which I don't believe theirs does either, uh, the mother being the actual fermentation, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, the sediment that's found in apple cider vinegar. If you find a raw apple cider vinegar that says it's got the mother and you look through the bottom of the glass bottle, you're going to see all this stuff that looks like gunk uh, and you shake it in and it goes into uh, suspension. But that is the good stuff. That's the enzymes and the probiotics that made the apple juice turn into apple cider vinegar. And you don't want to waste that stuff. So optimally, you're either drinking the raw vinegar and you can use that as a tonic. I call it an energy tonic. Most people do this first thing in the morning with some raw honey and some water. And if you like it warm which helps the water to uh, you know to uh, disperse into the into the drink. Personally, I think it tastes great. I love it. Not everybody loves vinegar. I like vinegar, but vinegar with honey is much more palatable than vinegar on its own. Uh, you can drink it like that, or if you want to use it for all of the other benefits, I do believe you get most of the same benefits from the capsules as long as they are a warm, not hot process. Um the one that I trust is a brand called Natural Factors that makes an apple cider vinegar capsule. And why would you want to take it as a capsule? Well, all things digestive. It is probably the closest thing to a sure thing for acid reflux and heartburn. Um, I like it better than Tums or any of those things, and it works very, very well, very, very quickly. But you can also use it preventatively, take it at the beginning of your meals, to increase your body's ability to digest and assimilate food and decrease the need for that excess acid to shoot up through the esophagus and cause heartburn. Uh, most people find they don't experience heartburn when they take apple cider vinegar with their meals. Uh, because it is restoring a proper acid balance, it improves digestion across the board. It actually can help to improve the alkalinity levels of the body. It can help killing pathogenic bacteria in the gut uh, and yet does not seem to harm the good guys, which would improve the microbiome Overall, as long as you have the mother in there, whether it's in capsule form or liquid form. There's also some very compelling evidence that it helps with blood sugar balance. So if you're dealing with any kind of blood sugar issues, apple cider vinegar, particularly with your meals, can be very, very useful. And then here's the big one. Metabolism, weight loss. That's what it gets touted for probably more than anything else. And the truth is, if you take apple cider vinegar every day for a month and you lose a pound, that's probably about what you're going to get out of it. It's not fast, but it is kind of tried and true. And there's some really good studies showing that it outperforms a placebo. So I look at the weight loss benefit of apple cider vinegar as more of a side benefit than a primary benefit. It's going to help you with your digestion. It's going to help with blood sugar. It's going to help with the microbiome. It's going to potentially help with energy and alkalizing the body. And maybe over a year of taking it, you'll lose, you know, some pounds, uh, maybe six or seven or eight. But heck, you do that for a few years, you can get some really nice benefit from it. But don't expect to lose five pounds when you take a bottle of apple cider vinegar. It just doesn't happen to the majority of people. And that's okay because all of the other benefits are what I think you should be taking it for. And of course, economically speaking, the liquid is by far the least expensive. Six, seven bucks for a quart lasts you a month. Uh, but uh, if you don't want to taste it, the capsules, I think, are a very close next best thing. Okay, I have uh, done all the time that I can on this episode. And shockingly, I got through my entire list. I think this is going to be a part one, though, because there are so many great old school remedies that I love, some of which I haven't even tried out myself. 
and I intend to do some of these things very, very soon. But the stuff that I shared with you today, I've used it all. Uh, I either use it consistently or I have used it for different things um, and have done that for a long, long time, because most of these things are things my parents taught me a long time ago. I hope this was a helpful episode for you. If you love what you hear on Vitality Radio, go tell somebody. Uh, Share it on Instagram. um, Share it on Facebook. uh, Share it directly with a text message to a friend. All of that really, really helps. And if you feel like this is useful information, don't keep it to yourself. Also, check out our Facebook listeners community. It is growing. We are almost at 300 people. I don't know if that sounds big or not, but I'm kind of shocked because it's only been a couple months that it's been up and we're growing every single day. I see new people join. It's, it's getting to be a vibrant community. We're sharing um, educational things. We're sharing recipes. We're sharing all kinds of things on there, answering each other's questions. And I'm in there just about every single day myself. And I absolutely love it. Also, if you are on Instagram, check out at Vitality Nutrition Bountiful. Um, that's where I have my biggest following right now. And so that's where I'm posting stories where I do little short, uh, answers to questions, Q and A's, ask me anything, stuff like that. I'd love to, uh, see you there as well. Check us out on vitalitynutrition.com. We'd love to have you there. You can chat with us there. If you have questions, you can call Vitality Nutrition at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. And if you're in the area, please come give us a visit. We would love to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.